We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. If the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Eurostep Podcast Network, a.k.a. GSPN. And the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts, Ty Winnish, joined as always by the charged up, maybe caffeinated Rohan Cotty. Late on Tuesday night, night, you can tell it's late, late on Pi Day. We had to do a podcast with the scientist on Pi Day. Rohan, how's it going? Do it. How can you not be doing great right now? Like I'm yeah. amped. Yeah. Forget the forget the fact that it is 11:41 as we start recording this. But you you see the Bucks go out West Coast road trip back to back. Yeah, just go out and win both games. Three and four and nights too. Yeah, might as well. Might as well if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. Might as well do it. One of them without Chris Middleton too. By the way, might as well. How can I? Might how can you not be doing well. great? You've we've gotten great content over the last two days. We got yeah. we got the Brooke Lopez skirmish. We got Ooh. Trey Lyles not getting suspended yet. We've gotten just. <laughs> We've we've gotten a lot. We've got Suns fans ba- transported back to 2021, uh, yep. crying about officiating. We we've got everything. And, and and watching their franchise player get just thrown in a locker by Drew Holiday oh my God. several times. Oh my God, Drew! Like Devin Booker, I swear, I have no evidence to back this up. But in the nights leading up to playing the Milwaukee Bucks, <laughs> he wakes up in cold sweats thinking about Drew Holiday, He's like, like the <sighs> Paul George commercial. Yeah. Was it Paul George? Wait. Which commercial? Where he wakes up, he had the nightmare. Oh, I don't or, know. I don't know. I don't know. This it's might have like, been before like your a, time. It's 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 Jabari Smith Jr., I think. Uh uh talking about the Philly uh Philly making oh. the Super Bowl, saying I got Embiid tomorrow. That's Devin Booker every time he has to face Drew Holiday. <laughs> He, he, puts, he circles is. it on his calendar thinking, hey, you know what? This is going to be the game that I dominate this matchup. And every time it happens, he has to go and circle the next game. Yeah, I think, you know, the Sacramento game was a lot about offense, keeping up with the Kings, Giannis just dominating. And then they did enough defense late. I think the Phoenix game was all about defense. And that makes sense. Chris Middleton out on the second night of a back-to-back. You look at the two best plus minuses on the team. Drew Holiday was plus 20, only scored 12 points, 0 for 5 from deep, not an efficient scoring game, had more turnovers than assists, but we know what that defense is like. And then Pat Connaughton, plus 21, 2 for 6 from deep. The two threes were big. I'll take that, given the way he shot the ball this season. But he was everywhere on defense. He had a steal and three blocks, a bunch of splash plays, good overall game from Pat Brooke Lopez, only credited with one block, consistent inside presence. Javon Carter hounding the ball. Giannis all over the place. And, of course, the homecoming of Jay Crowder. He just continues to – and I think starting with Jay is fine. We'll, we'll talk about Giannis as well. 
we're going to talk about Giannis in every pod. I mean, the way he's playing and what he's up for this season. I have but a question. Have been, go ahead. Do you, sorry, not to interrupt. Do you think he's a? Do you think he's a valuable player? Mm, you know, I don't even want to get yelled at by. I, I I got yesterday from Andy Bailey pointed out to my tweet. This was actually a great game in terms of box plus minus. I said. That's good. It should be. They all should be. He's the best player in the world. Like, yeah, of course people should think he's an MVP. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. But um, yeah, I think Giannis is decently valuable as he sits as the clear best player in the world, despite what the ringer may tell you. Did you see the screenshot I tweeted? Wait, no, I did not. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna. I gotta read you some sections of this. Michael Pena of the Ringer. Oh no, 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 no. I saw. I saw the Jokic bitch you tweeted out. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the screenshot. So, did you see the whole thing that was written? Yes, yes, okay. I did. But explain um, explain it to the listeners. It's basically so the ringer does their lists. Of course, I mean it, it worked, right? We're talking about it now. A, a thousand people have liked this tweet. Like it's it worked for them. They got what they wanted out of this. Casual mo- flex. It, it's I, I. It's honestly kind of annoying. But anyway. Like the Giannis one, it's like five paragraphs about Giannis by Kevin O'Connor. And it's like they they include his weaknesses in there, which I think is fair. It's like an overall summation of Giannis as a basketball player. And they ranked him second though. And I don't know how what goes into this or who makes this call. But Jokic, Nikola Jokic was ranked first. Mind you, this comes today. I think the day this was updated, late obviously after it was updated – the Nuggets picked up their fourth straight loss to a mid-team or worse as they uh, came back and then just got thumped late by the Raptors. Here are some quotes from the three paragraphs on Jokic. It starts off with, Jokic is a once-in-a-lifetime basketball phenomenon. As a back-to-back MVP who would probably win the award a couple more times if it were being decided by voter-fatigue-proof robots instead of narrative-seeking human beings, he's straight up, without equivocation, the best player on the planet couple things here one he's won two in a row and at the last straw poll he was the favorite so what what are the robots going to do the robots are going to get him is he going to win two in one year is that what's going to happen or is michael pena assume he's going to be an mvp level player for 10 straight years after this is that is that the assumption also he's one of four active players who have won two in a row it's we've never seen this Giannis has won two in a row steph has won two in a row lebron has won two in a row yeah, but Giannis has lost more games in the NBA Finals than Nikola Jokic. So that's true. Got to put that up there. Two NBA Finals losses that'll hurt the Raptor. Um, Giannis is the best player in the world. I, I feel like that's almost consensus. Like I'm honestly a little surprised. I don't know, like, man. Michael if, Pena might have something else to say. He clearly does. I'm a little surprised they just put that in there. I just have, I you, don't think... have you considered understanding his defense differently? So let's get to that. I won't read the whole thing. I mean, this is just. I mean. He humbles opposing big men with ox-like strength. People, somebody sent me a, a, a Paul Bunyan Jokic Photoshop that had me crying. Um, he makes his everyone around him at least fifteen percent better. I love this specific number. Um, Show me. He, I want. I want the math on that. I want I know, his actual I calculation. I I think he put one hundred and fifty, and someone editing at the Ringer was like, "Okay, let's a little bit. We should. We need to." This was ten paragraphs at first. They had to take some out. This is uh this is the the wild part. The sport has never seen anyone like Jokic. I think it's probably true. He's a pretty unique player. He's an unconventional combination of grace, mystique, and persistent motion. The only box left to check will come in the playoffs when his in parentheses for I don't know why they need the parentheses underrated and misunderstood end parentheses defense will be tested by teams. That rat, whatever, it doesn't matter. The rest is just very wordy. What underrated and misunderstood? How do you misunderstand defense, bro? What, 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 what do you think we're See, not, us mere here's, mortals here's, don't grasp about Nicole Yoko? Ty, Ty, one thing defense. I don't, I don't think you're understanding here. Yeah. This is where the misunderstanding I'm not, I don't, comes That's, that's why it's in let here. Let me explain. I don't let me explain. Dumb guy doesn't get no. it. Yeah. So when you let a guy <laughs> that, score yeah, a basket. Yeah, brutal. <laughs> when, <laughs> You're not though. When you let Thanks. when you let a guy score at the rim, you're actually lulling them into a false sense of security. So it's like eventually, not now, not during that game, obviously, but you're just setting a precedent. So it's like when you get that stop at the rim, eventually you'll be like, "I this was I was playing the long yeah. game here. I was yeah, letting yeah. guys score 
basket after basket. I was being a complete turd style on defense yep. so I could set up this one contest. You guys, False. They, they don't understand. They False don't understand. False sense of security. False. Also, I think it's misunderstood because he'd be a much better defender in soccer because he leads the league in kicked ball violations by three times the next player. So he just gets lazy and doesn't feel like playing defense anymore. Um, just a ridiculous, a ridiculous set of three paragraphs. And it, the funny part is that in bold right above it, it says analysis. It's like this is fanfic. This is not analysis. This is, you're just making things up. So there's been some great jokes. Giannis's three-point shooting is now mysterious and slept on. Uh, that's the official – That's it's not a weakness. Um, I saw some Golden State fans saying Steph's defense has never been understood, which I thought was good. Enough about this. Giannis is the best player in the world, the most valuable player in the world, should be the MVP. Except Rohan, on the last pod, you actually said Jokic. So I, I think you know no, you done. understand the defense. You understand the I'm defense done. more than I'm the rest of us. We we've had two straight games. I'm 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 all the way back. I was trying I mean, to be I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be respectful. I'm done with that. Giannis is unequivocally the best mm. player in basketball. We know that he is the most valuable player in basketball. You see this Milwaukee Bucks team. They've been able to tread water without him in the lineup. He missed three games in a row. Yep. He comes back. They get back-to-back wins over good teams by double digits. Yeah. Uh, on, again, three games in four nights, West Coast trip, which is always difficult. He's as, still injured, by the way. Yeah. As every other top team, Denver, who we talked about, Boston just lost to Houston. Like They're just – something's not right there. Bill Simmons is panicking every every game at this point. All these other top teams, are, I feel like, are slumping now, and they're getting the benefit of the doubt for it in a way I don't know if Milwaukee would, quite honestly. But it's, oh, you know, long season. These things happen, whatever. The Bucs just aren't, aren't – there's no excuses. What are they now, 21-2 and two in their last 23 games? Like, they led in the fourth quarter in both of the losses. They haven't gotten blown out in a very long time. Like, the, the Bucs are the best team in the league, and Giannis is the best player in the league, also the best player on the best team in the league. Also the most valuable. Also, they've won like almost 80% of his games. It was over 75% and he's won two games since then. The number keeps going up. I mean, it's higher than any of the other MVP candidates. They, they don't lose when he plays. I told you before the pod, I had fun Giannis trivia for you. The last game he lost, of course, was the unfortunate Sixers game. Do you know the last time Giannis lost an NBA basketball game before that? Oh, was it? I can't even remember. Was it? Do you this want me to year? give you a hint? I'll, it was this year. It was a. It was a dark day for our nation. Oh, Hornets! <laughs> January sixth against the Hornets. Yeah, they did it for Gordon Hayward. That's the that he's he's lost one game since then. Obviously, he's missed some time. But Giannis tonight moved to twenty one and one in his last twenty two games, and even with the shortened two games in there due to leaving to the wrist injury is averaging like 31, 13, and 6 in those games. Remind, no like, one is You better. said one game since January 6th. By the way, in about eight minutes, it'll be March 15th. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we I, who knows how far we'll get on this stretch. If they had just not lost that Philly game, Giannis would have a chance of going like a month and a half without losing a game. Like, it, they're, they're just dominating. And it doesn't matter who they're playing. Obviously, you know, the Golden State and Philly games were unfortunate. Also, it's the NBA and stuff happens. Like it's it's almost impossible to win all these games in a row. It th- stuff is going to happen. It doesn't not excusing all of it or anything, but you know, that's the league. This team has just been beyond impressive though. Someone new steps up every night. It seems like the depth is real. They don't have Chris for this game. Ingles I thought played really well. And now I think we can move back. I want to talk about the defense and the depth. Start with Jay Crowder. Who, oh, before before you get into that, okay, let me say you're not you're never gonna let me talk about Jay Crowder. What what? What's I will up, bro? no, but okay. you're, you're talking about like this team is also like they're peaking at the right time. Like the yeah. playoffs start April 15th. That is a month from today. Yeah, the regular season ends April 9th, I believe. So we've got like what four less than four weeks left. We've seen Bucks teams in the past start start early, start strong. Take the take the bubble team. They were like 50 yep. and two or something. And it's like once that time passed, it's sort of whatever happened, happened. You need these teams to like hit their stride as the season ends. And that's exactly what this Milwaukee Bucks team do- is doing in part due to Jay Crowder. Talk about Jay. 
I just think it's so funny that a lot of the – like uh, almost all of the reaction around the trade, local and national, was either we got to see if he can still play games. Again, that's dead. Like that's – yeah, he's bad. He's ready. He's good. Um, he he wasn't kidding about running himself sick literally. The other thing was all that we heard though, right, was the shooting. Oh, you can't rely on the shooting. You can't rely on this, this and that. And, it, you know, he's three for four tonight, which is great. All the things he does, I I don't – it's flippant to say I don't care about the shooting and it's not true. Obviously, you care about the shooting and I do feel like he's going to be there in enough big games even if he's dead quiet in some or even a whole series. Everything else he does is so impactful and so underrated and I think this is the problem of looking at the – looking at all role players basically as 3 and D players, which I think a lot of fans and, and media do, right? Like the, this modern league like, oh – do you shoot threes? Do you make threes? Okay, that's your value, at least offensively. He does so much. The defense is fantastic. The movement, being vocal, switching, being physical, not fouling too much. He actually had no fouls in this game. Five rebounds. He makes big-time rebounds. Beautiful behind-the-back passes, entry passes, always moving on offense. One thing I noticed about him and I've said this on the pod, like he doesn't get that many plays, right? Like he doesn't get the ball that often. I actually think they should work him in more because he does have more offense and talent than just shooting threes. He'll get the ball after not touching it in five minutes and immediately kick it back out to the top of the key to reset the action. And that's a little thing, but there's a lot of players who it's like, you see it. Oh, I haven't gotten the ball in a while. This is my one shot. Like I'm going to take the shot or I'm going to drive to the rim even if I don't have an advantage. He just – he's such a winner and it's just every single game I get – I gush over it. I get the same vibe of just like, yeah, he just does winning stuff. The rebounding, the defense, everything on offense. He's very unselfish. It's a very good passer. Uh, I'm just ecstatic and he closed tonight, which I think is noteworthy. Pat continues to start as guys are out, which it's very bud to just keep that going. But we know the guys who close matter more. In this game, it was Ingles, Crowder, and then, of course, Drew, Giannis, Brook. That means something, and I think he's gaining ground pretty fast in the playoff rotation, and I think it's rightly so. He's Speaking of his offensive versatility, he's got a very underrated pump-and-drive game that I've noticed, yeah. Like especially it was highlighted a lot during this game against the Phoenix Suns, where you see him catch the ball on the perimeter, and it's just like, okay, this is the defenses in rotation now because they've like had to worry load up against Giannis and then Drew. And it's like Jay Crowder catches the ball. It's like you don't expect him to do a lot with the ball because, you know, he's the quaternary option at that point. And he just takes the ball, drives, and then he'll kick it out sort of either to reset the action, as you mentioned earlier, or just to like create an open shot. Like he's he's capable of creating open shots. And not even that, he doesn't even have to pass out of it. We've seen him like get shots close to the basket and he has a nice touch around the rim as well so he has a very like he has a diverse offensive arsenal it's not like a star level talent but it's something where it's like it's overqualified to just call him a three and d player like you mentioned yeah and i think that what he can do paired with the self-awareness of being the age he is now being on all the good winning teams that he's been on it's just like even someone like Javon, who is all about winning and helps you win games. There's all there's possessions where you know he shoots too early, he he misses Giannis, that sort of a thing. And I think he's I think that's not him being selfish. I think he's trying to find that rhythm more, being decisive and aggressive versus making the right play. All of that stuff it, it comes with time. I mean, he's Javon has not played as much NBA basketball. Has not been on these teams. Has not been a fixture in playoff rotations like Crowder has. Everything just seems so seamless with Crowder, which, again, he was he's played – this is his 11th game at this point. He was going into this, by the way. I don't know if you checked these numbers at all. I, I took a peek around him lately. He had the second-best net rating on the team behind Drew going into this game. Like, they're, they're scorching in his minutes. Also, the Bucks. if you look at lineups with 90 minutes at least, I think the four-man pairing of – Chris Drew Giannis Brook has the best offense in the NBA among lineups with at least 90 minutes. Like they're humming. They didn't have Chris in this game. The offense was definitely slower, but Ingles stepped up and I think made just does Ingles stuff. I, I kind of, I'm kind of back on board with believing in, in him. Even if the speed isn't there, I think the grift and the size, he does just enough. 
He's not going to be closing games when Chris is back. Like we know that's Chris's spot. But to have him to fill in for Chris and give you that extra playmaking and shooting, I do think it's a big deal. I think I've swung back around on Ingles after this trip. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm all the way there yet, but you can't deny what he was producing against the Phoenix Suns today. Like, even if his shot's not there, his passes are so, so crisp. They're always on the money. You saw them late in the fourth quarter just spam, like, jingles, brook, pick and rolls, and it was just working yeah. to perfection. Because it's you don't need to ha- like they already have so much inbuilt chemistry, and that's mostly because Joe Ingles is just a really good passer. Like yeah. you don't you don't need to have like like years and years of chemistry to do this. No, you need a guy who's a solid decision maker, and, well, and that's and, Joe Ingles, and has that vision. And I think the thing about Joe that makes that pick and roll so special is he sees he passes guys open. It's like a quarterback. Like Brook is he not open the, when he throws to the exact right spot. Yeah, like he puts he they they he just knows, and I'm glad that they run that so often because you can tell the the chemistry there is just getting better. I mean, I think we're seeing this has got to be the most pick and roll we see, especially not involving Giannis, right? Like, and we see a lot of Drew and Giannis pick and roll now, and the lob chemistry there has been growing. I think that's terrific. Like, that's just such an easy play to go to, and having I, I liked I noted that of course the Ingles Lopez pick and roll is like. Wow, we can have real offense without Giannis or Chris or Drew. That's great. The other thing I noted was we don't usually, and it wasn't that tonight because there's guys out. We don't always see Giannis and bench lineups because I think they they like Drew and like they like Drew and Chris. Usually Drew and bench to kind of organize that unit. But having Javon and Joe as the guards, and obviously Joe's doing all the ball handling. And then Pat J. Giannis was a lineup they used, the small ball lineup. And I was like, wow, that is technically like when the team is healthy, assuming Grayson remains the starter. Grayson was out with a plantar fascia soreness, I believe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Assuming Grayson's the starter, that's four bench players in Giannis. And that is just like such a devastating defensive lineup and they were doing really well in those minutes. And that's like, man, if you can get drew and chris some rest and still have like still be a credible group on both ends that's the kind of thing that could really make the difference in a seven game series this team i just can't stop thinking about how well this team is built for the playoffs maybe oh you know what it was a one up stock day it was uh crowder this maybe should have been a horse up stock 
Yeah, my, it should have been. Because you, you had a nice tweet about, about uh, the Bucks building a Voltron defense. I mean, if West came back, that's noteworthy. West returned. I thought he looked good. Um, got called for too many fouls because that's the Bucks tax. But, 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 but for the most part, made a two-point bucket. Then Bucks kind of needed when he made that, honestly. Um, what did you think about Wes's return to the lineup? I thought it was I thought it was good. It's good to see Wes back, and you can immediately see him making a defensive impact, which was good. The offense is hit or miss, and that's just the thing you get with Wes Matthews. But uh, uh, he he did hit a nice shot, like you mentioned, when the Bucks really needed it. And I don't know. It's just good to see him back. He's just another option. We talked on our last episode about how. Uh, like we 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 noticed that Jay Crowder hadn't been playing a lot in the second halves of games, and it's like that's not necessarily the Bucks not having faith in him. It's that uh, there's just a lot of options that the Bucks can go to, and as long as everyone's well aware of what their roles can be, can be, and like that, some nights they're not going to play because some nights they're not going to be the option because there's so many. This team is going to go places, and Wes Matthews is just another cog in that machine because he is another option. Like, just, it's it's crazy to think about how last year, last year, Ty, we were, like, Wes Matthews was a key rotational piece. He started. He was a starter in the playoffs. He started in the playoffs. And now we're, we're talking about him, like, obviously he's a year older, and it's like, as uh, as guys his age start to age, it's it's not just a one-year thing. It starts to compound. And he's dealt with injuries as well. Which and he's is, dealt with injuries, yeah. of course. But it's just, it's wild to think about that a guy who started for this team last season in the postseason is now the third option in the in the wing rotation. Like from the bench, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's, you say third option, it sounds like you're, like just off of the bench alone. I mean, yeah, let's, let's real quick. You, you just, could, you could have Pat or Jay or Joe in that spot ahead of Wes. Yeah. She could be the fourth option then, basically. Yeah. Um. I think the depth is ridiculous. I do think Crowder is gaining ground. I think part of it too is like, you know, Pat and Pat played well. Pat deserved a chance. Like you're not just going to banish him from the rotation and give up on Pat Condon after what we've seen the last two seasons before this one. But I think it's right that Crowder got to play. I believe Crowder, maybe he actually didn't play more. He did close over Pat in this game. I'm not, let me look up who logged more minutes. It was close. Crowder was 24 and a half. Pat was 25 and a half. Um, I, I do think Bud said there's no minutes restriction on Crowder. I, I do think they're at least trying to be smart with him, right, and not not overdo it as he, you know, gets back into playing. He has not looked like a guy who's rusty at all, really, at any point. I don't think maybe like the first game just seems like such a. Pro- I, I could gush about Jay Crowder all day. Um, the rotation, real quick. We can't do the whole thing. Maybe that'll be a pod for like this coming week or something. Just like where where are you at in terms of who needs to play? Because I was on Javon needs to play. Didn't have a great game, but he actually, I mean, three for five from deep. Well, it actually was a pretty good game for Javon. It was just quieter. I was going to say, half. yeah, it's a, yeah. it was a good game for Javon. Revenge game. It was. There was a lot of revenge going on, mostly on the Bucks side, thankfully. But who do you think has to play, and will we just see bigger rotations than we're used to in some of these playoff games? I think we will for sure, especially early in series. Oh, like yeah. We've seen this in years past because like, uh, if you want to take the classic example of guys phasing out of the rotation, it's Bobby Portis in the Brooklyn series during the title year. And you see like Bobby's playing early in that series. He's not just out right away because you have to see, you have to feel out the series, right? Like it's at minimum four games against the same team. You're yeah. going to, you have to see, you have to see what's, like what your guys have got against these matchups because everything's theoretical until you put it to the test Mm. and the playoffs are the only time you can actually put it to the test. So you're going to see games one, two, three, even depending on how the series goes, you're going to see 10, 11 man rotations. I think 10, especially I don't think it'll be more than more than 10. It might be with this team time. So let's, let's, let's put players, especially games one, game one, I guarantee at least 10. No matter the series is oh yeah, I agree. So, like, if if you think this sounds ridiculous, like again, Drew, Giannis, Chris, Drew, Brooke, four obviously. Grayson, let's even if you think he won't play he's later, he's going to be the starter. He's going to start. He's going to be the starter at, at least it, until something happens that makes him not the starter. I, I think it's the same as as Wes, Crowder, Bobby, Pat, 
Javon, Ingles is 10, and then West is 11. I mean, we could see 11. TA is 12, Goran Dragic, Myers Leonard, who is on a rest of season contract. The Bucks brought him back. They couldn't do another 10 day. Listen, man, that is, it's expensive depth. Like, Leonard and Cre- credit Leonard, credit the ownership. They they're going in, and I think um, Haslam won't say Papa this time. Uh, not technically in yet, but still a good sign that like that's pending, and it's they're just spending. I mean, Dragic and Leonard like don't really play right now. I mean, Dragic is hurt. wasn't wasn't on the injury report. Now he's back on it. Whatever hasn't played. Leonard is there. Just you know, doesn't play. It's like they're they're breaking glass in case of emergency guys, and the Bucks are paying a lot of tax to keep both of them around on full contracts. It's it's commendable. We have not seen them be this aggressive in filling the roster at this point in the season without like a game left before they bring in someone. So that's been cool to see. R.I.P. to uh, Jordan's uh, run as Israeli correspondent for the Bucks this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, who knows? There's always you know uh, summer league is is right around the corner somehow, but. That I think I think we will see ten or eleven early again, pending health, of course. I, I I think there might be games where we see nine guys late in a playoff series. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked, and I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. Like I I mean the primaries are not going to lose their minutes, and maybe that just means there can't be too many guys who play. Like I I don't think there's a world where Giannis is playing thirty minutes in a late game because you know oh we just needed to get. Pat Connaughton in some minutes, right? Like it won't be like that. But I do think a lot of the like a lot of the reason, some of the reason is the minutes crunch, like just you literally run out of minutes to give. A lot of the reason though teams don't go deeper is they they just can't without losing by a lot. I think the Bucks depth is real enough that they can go eight, nine, or ten, let's just say nine deep and and you're just playing good enough players that you're fine. Like you're not I mean I just went through the names, like even if you really are worried about Grayson. Maybe he plays a lot less. You could still play 10 guys. And if Grayson doesn't play at all, and again, I think he will, but like there's so much cover now. They're in such a good spot. Yeah, they are. And it's like each one of those 10 guys or 11 guys have proven at points during the season that they're worthy of playoff rotation minutes. Yes. Like, and none of them have really shown this season that they're not. Pat's Correct probably the close. Pat and Pat and West are probably the closest. Yeah, I think they've I had think the worst seasons among those eleven. I think Pat's the closest. Yeah, because because we know what Wes is. Yes, yeah. we don't have that high of expectations of Wes compared to Pat. Yes, but we just see we've seen Pat this season, and of course, like my playback jinx clicks in. Uh, mm. As Jordan mentioned, I tweet put Pat Conson and Rice immediately gets a four point play the next possession. Yep. Uh, but that just nice. overall, it's been a downward trend. Yeah. For Pat Conson this season, and it's just been like it. it the the reason we have we have faith in him, faith in him as a playoff rotation piece is just his history as a member of the Milwaukee Bucks, but. Uh, yeah, I think the closest is Pat this season or West. Yeah, West just availability and rough start to the year. I think he's been better since. But I think he also... came in and played good defense. Yeah, I, I thought I think he looked, it was good to see from him. You just again, you mentioned his age, another pretty serious injury. It's kept him out for a long time. It was nice to see him come in and play well. Was, I like the flip flopping between a calf and a hamstring. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, did you see they said the hamstring thing was a typo? How do you mistype that? I listen, man. Don't, 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 I, I, don't shoot the messenger here. Um, but yeah, I, I just think it, it's a good thing. And, and Crowder, I think, has probably gained the Javon maybe, but I think Crowder has gained the most ground. Realistically, we kind of expected this to happen, but you know, there were times where he didn't play as much. I, I think he's kind of win winning butt over pretty quickly here. Um, I think it's going to be really hard to keep him out of being like the third wing, if you want to count, I guess, Chris and Giannis as the first two. I think that's where he's at right now. I mean, he's been so good. He's been he's been really good. I mean, it's it's hard to it's hard to argue against anyone, which is why you're going to see this in playoff rotations. Like, it's just who's who's better in the moment. And I think that's because you have this many options. And, and Crowder coming along the way he has, I think, will make it a little more likely Pat loses more minutes. 
because Crowder is basically playing like the better version of that. You know, Pat's thing was like he's the every tool wing, right? Like Wes is the defensive specialist. Grayson is the shooter. Pat gives you both, and they like being able to go both ways. Crowder can give you both as well and has just been better uh, over the course of the season. Obviously, smaller sample, but, you know, hasn't really had this a, a downward moment, uh, at least an extended one yet. So it's good to have both. I think there's certainly room for both, but I do think, you know, you could see Grayson being the shooting specialist, uh, West being the defensive specialist, one of many on this Bucks team. Javon is the backup guard. Ingles is the backup playmaker. And then Pat may end up in no man's land. I don't know. It's going to depend. It's really, I think it will, as you said it well. It's going to be a series by series, matchup by matchup thing. And Bud will certainly be able to get a few different, you know, guys to see if they can get the hot hand and then go with those players going forward. Yeah, for sure. It's going to, it's the, the playoffs cannot come fast enough, Ty. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm locked in. We've, we've gotten two games in a row that have had playoff intensity, right? Like going back to that Kings game. Uh, it was just that was that was an intense game. As, I think you could say the, Warriors too. I mean, this whole trip. I yeah, mean, that one wasn't, wasn't the result we would like to see, but the three intense games. Yeah, three intense games. Uh, it's it's funny going against the West when it's like the West is kind of the West is a mess. <laughs> the West it's, is an absolute mess. I have to check the standings every day to see what the new like matchups would be and everything else. One more Crowder impact on the rotation. I think Bobby's going to be like a 20-minute or, or less guy in in most games pending weird lineup stuff now. I, I just think you watch the – I mean, Bobby Giannis was the, you know, Brooke off the floor, but we have size lineup. Crowder Giannis is like just demolition. Like it, it's we, so good. We, uh, Brooke's not on the floor, but we'll still smash you. Yeah, and, but but we can also switch everything, and and there's shooting everywhere, and there's playmaking everywhere, and those lineups are, are something. I think Bobby will have a role, but I do think it's like become more of a niche now of like, you know, you're going to play a lot in these certain first and third quarters, go take a bunch of shots, get a bunch of rebounds. Don't know if we're going to see him as much in fourth quarters anymore. You know, love Bobby, huge Bobby fans. We'll see. Maybe there's a matchup where he just really flourishes. But I, I think we know the Bucks like to lean defense. What, what do you think about that and, and Bobby's role lately? It's been it's been a little hit or miss, uh, but that's just what you're going to get with an offensive focused player like Bobby. It's yeah. just like uh, it, it's gonna it's all going to be dictated by how well he's shooting the ball. I mean, when he when he's making his shots, he's he's making a massive impact because it's like he takes the correct shots. He 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 does things within the flow of the offense. He fills an obvious role on this team, and he's a bucket getter. But it's just like if he's not hot, it's not going to be a positive impact. If he is hot or he's at his normal, it's going to be a positive impact. It's I, just I it's agree. all dependent. I I I I kind of liken it to early 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 tenure Pat Connaughton. I thought you were going to say Juice. I was really thinking OJ Mayo was. Here. I don't know why. I don't know why. And my eyes lit Uncle up. Juice. I was like, "This is an Uncle Bring Juice." Bring him back. Bring him back. Who needs Goran Dragic? Let's get let's get uh, let's get OJ Mayo back wherever he is. I think he's playing in Taiwan. Maybe OJ um, would be ready to play earlier. I, hopefully, Dragic is not. He, he looked okay. I don't I don't know what's going on with his knee, but we know how the Bucks are with their caution, which is good. Yes, yes. So they're very they're very cautious when it comes to injuries, and they're very good at treating injuries. Yes, a hundred percent. And I don't want to be a Bobby Basher. There are a lot of Bobby Bashers out there. Just strictly saying. <laughs> Not even there's there's a lot worse. Um, I think there's still a role for him. I think he's still a very very helpful, productive member of the team. I just think that they're gonna go defense more late in games, and I totally agree with that call. Okay, anything else? I know it's gonna be a micro pod. We're at 35 minutes. I just keep lobbing stuff at you, but so excited to talk Bucks basketball with you, Rohan. Oh, it's been such oh. a fun two days. Uh, here's a here's a fun setup of the West, by the way. Oh boy! Uh, the uh, the difference in games as we're recording this between number five and number twelve uh, is the same gap that the Bucks have over the second best record in the league. Is that three games now? It's three games. <laughs> also, yeah, three game cushion on Boston. That head to head matchup, Bucks could get tiebreaker and add a game to that. Such a big. I mean, 
we're not all the way there, but we're kind of getting to like you beat Boston and Philly, and you're probably the one seed. We're we're getting pretty close to that at this point in the season, and they can do it without. Hi, there's only 13 games left. Yeah, so I mean that puts you at minimum. Boston would have to five games up on the Bucks then, I think, with the tiebreaker if if Milwaukee wins that. Um, and again, every every Boston loss adds more. The Bucks actually. Oh, we didn't mention. First to 50 wins, first to clinch a playoff spot. Uh, yeah, they the clinch the playoff spot. Yeah, first to 50 wins. It's it's crazy. We, we, were t- we were talking a little bit before we started recording. Like, they get to 60? Yeah, you, you brought it up. I'll give you the credit if they do. I, I It's so funny because I keep thinking like, oh, it's lucky to go one and two on this trip. You know, oh, it, uh, win 60, they're not going to go 10 and three. But then it's like, well... When Giannis plays, they win almost all the games. So may- maybe, <laughs> why maybe, not? Yes, but also like if they lock up the one seed, they're gonna they're gonna be cautious. They're not gonna go full Denver, but they will be cautious. Yeah, I think full uh, full Denver is just collapsing. Yeah, I mean they, they've got this. They, apparently, every everyone I've seen talk about them is like, oh, they 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 pretty much have one locked up, so they're off. It's like, is that is that acceptable? Is that can you just? I feel like that's not really. If that is what's happening, I think that's almost worse than them no, just playing bad. No, Ty, Ty, you don't you don't understand Ty. Jokic is now trying to not win MVP because he doesn't want the pressure. I'm almost worried that's true. I don't think it is. He's played very well in in at least two of those games, but uh, offensively, um, to be clear, I don't know, man. In Boston, I, I don't know what Boston what pressure they're worried about. Um, Marcus Smart, I think they're low key turning against him, which is incredible cinema. Um, I really hope that continues on. It's it's good it's good to see on a basketball court. I mean, Mark, I I feel bad now because it's like we got that story in the offseason of um, Marcus Martin Drew uh, teaming up with Children's Hospital. Wisconsin, yeah, I, Drew really like, respects him, which I, I I just can't comprehend. But it, the, the yes. off-court stuff probably well, plays. Let, into let's it. keep let's keep the let's keep the slander on the court. I'll say that. Let's keep it. Let's keep it about on yeah. the court. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, which is quick... totally fine. He's a dirty player on the court. I'll say. Yeah, that. he's body slams people. It's ridiculous. Um, one quick fanfic I've been thinking about. I, I want to do one as well. This is what we okay, do. Okay, Michael Pena. That's call me Mikey P. The Heat finish seventh or sixth, and they beat Boston and Philly somehow, which is really, really, really unlikely. Not totally impossible. And then just like losing five against the Bucks because they just don't have any spacing. That's my new favorite outcome for this playoffs. Just imagine. I mean, they almost beat the Celtics last year. And they didn't they beat the Sixers like two years ago? Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like the Heat three are – Three years ago, I think. So, yeah, I think three years ago. There's such a better team against anyone but Milwaukee. If they end up in that other bracket, I, I think it's obviously most so likely – what you're saying is they're better against worse teams? They're better against teams who don't have Brooke Lopez. That's for sure. Um, I just think that'd be so funny. Like all this, I, I could just imagine the, the series would be played up with so much hype, and then the Bucks just take care of business because Jimmy doesn't shoot. He'll shoot like two threes a game in the playoffs. Bam doesn't shoot at all. Mitty is dangerous, but doesn't shoot threes at all. Um, and then they just have all these random guys who who aren't aren't quite good enough. And um, gotta respect Bam's Mitty. I'm always, I'm always you caught yourself. That. You I'm, caught yourself though. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, I think that would be just hilarious. It's not going to happen. That could still be beating one of those teams. Um, but yeah, it's, if Bucks hold one, the bracket's shaking out pretty nice. Make those two teams play each other if one of them gets to Miami. Which, God, that would be so funny if Miami beats. It'd be so funny. And you mentioned like the Bucks Bucks Heat would be all played up, and it would just end up like it'd be the so last anticlimactic. Time the Bucks yeah, it, it like it's it's the same thing that happened the last time the Bucks played the Heat in the playoffs. I mean. Kevin Love is the Trevor Ariza, I guess, and I actually might sound oh, worse. God, would they have Kevin Love defend Giannis? They did to start the first game when they got him. Oh I mean, God. they're down horrendous. They're down bad. Yeah. Caleb Martin is like I, – I saw I saw a Heat person – oh, he's been our second most consistent player. It's like, really? You got cool. Jimmy Butler and Bam. I I listen, man. I I don't know. I heat people hate their season, but they are just one of those teams that I could totally see them giving either Boston or Philly a way I harder the matchup than were they more should. Dangerous though. But to the Bucks, I I maintain that. I maintain that take. 
That's fair. That's fair. Porzingis um, shooting 75% from three against the Bucks in two games is totally a thing that could happen. It is a thing that could happen. Okay, um, wrap the pod. We're, 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 no, we're 40 like, minutes la- now. Last, last, okay. la- last I'm here thought. for it. What I'm totally you- here for it. I mean, yeah, we're just gonna, we're we're excited. We're gonna keep yeah. talking. I'm, I'm, hopefully, everyone is liking it. I'm sure they are. Uh, what what were your thoughts on the on the Brooke Trey Lyles thing? Because I've only been. Talking oh about yeah, it. we didn't talk about this. I I just absolutely love the Bucks making it clear that you can't punk Giannis in any way, shape, or form. And I've always loved that when Chris went after Blake Griffin in 2019. I loved it. Bobby has obviously done a little bit of this. Brooke, the the ferocity with which Brooke went after Trey Lyles. There were six kings in that pile, and none of them mattered. He moved the whole, like all of Europe, all of the kings were pushed back into the scorer's table. And I maintain that if Brooke were not the gentleman and scholar that he is, uh, Trey Lyles could have just been over. He, uh, number 41 could have just been uh, done. And he just didn't want to do it because he's, again, Brooke Lopez, just, you know, uh, not, that's not him. But I, I just love the message of like, even if Giannis, Giannis walked by you and the Kings act like it was the ultimate sacrilege, absolute losers. I mean, they're going to lose probably in the first round because they don't play defense. They don't shoot enough. But I it's 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 difficult to make me hate the Kings because they've been the best story in the NBA this season. But yeah, just the I, way I, they've I, reacted to this is just it's it's just like massive loser mentality. I also hated watching Sabonis in that game because it's that combination of like playing super physical, boxing out and defense, and then whining and flopping all the time as well. And it's like pick a lane, dude. I hate players who do both. It's obviously he's much worse. But that's like I'm Mo sorry, Wagner are you talking about energy. Devin Booker? Well, Devin Booker doesn't have the physical part. <laughs> that's the difference. Devin Booker isn't slamming guys. He's just taking his nice little jumpers and losing Pat Connaughton on you, the corner. Did you see Monty Williams complaining about Giannis taking more Again? free throws than the entire Suns team? And I was like, what year is it? <laughs> I was I, like, this I is called, the same thing that's happened. I called it in the first quarter. He was going to have to do that again. Uh, sorry, your team never goes to the rim, Monty. Uh, like what? What do you want them to call the fouls on? I'm sorry, DeAndre Ayton's just pulling up for mid range every time he touches the ball. He looked like, like Bam Adebayo out there. <laughs> um, but I thought the fight was—I mean, it was just like—it it was great. I thought it was great. It was a great capper to that game. I think the toughness aspect that maybe in years past hasn't always been there is all the way there right now. And I kind of like the Bucks are bullies, and I'm all for it. I mean. They're, this they're is their just, identity. This is what I talked about when they got Jay Crowder. Yeah. They get to find, like, they get to lean more into their identity of just being a physical team that'll beat the crap out of you. No one wants to play them. It, it must be horrible. So, uh, there was a possession where I it might have been like campaign gets around enough Drew and Jay Crowder and gets to the rim, and then Brooke Lopez is there, and it's like this has to be the worst team to play offense against, like. The defenders are everywhere. They're relentless. You're on the other end, and Giannis is barreling through you. They're 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 not mean spirited, but they're mean. Like they're not taking anything from you. Like they're not taking crap. Like I love that. That is exactly the kind of team you want to root for. That is exactly the kind of team that wins a title two years after winning a title. I think they're set up in such a good position right now with instability and basically. Outside of Philly, and that's hilarious to say, there's instability in every other team you could call a contender. Nobody is in a stable position right now. Like nobody is on a run. Nobody's feeling good again, except Philly, who's like, again, the exception. They're playing quite well right now. Having this game, this big game lead on the one seed, both in the East and overall, best player, I think the deepest team, the best defensive team. I mean, this, I'm so excited. As you said earlier in this pod, Excuse me, getting emotional. The playoffs, I can't wait. This is, this is, I think I tweeted this during the game. They've learned from every series loss. I just feel like you can see it and they're so well equipped for every single thing. Like there is no team, no player, no scenario where you're like, oh, the Bucks don't have an answer. They always have an answer. It's ridiculous. It's, it's, they, they just keep evolving. 
Yeah. It's like uh it's 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 like Iron Man in the Marvel movies. It's like every time something happens, they keep adding, keep improving based on past mistakes, and you're just you're seeing that with this Bucks team. This is like what happens with continuity. I was yes, this exactly. core has grown together, and we're we're now in year three of Drew Holiday being here, and it's like yep. yeah, that's a long time. Year five like of the is, Bud, the Bud Giannis Chris Brook foursome the breakfast club yeah breakfast club exactly as i coined by the way that's yeah. my term well brooke uh, wasn't there right maybe brooke was, was not there but yeah but but that's but I, yeah, uh, that's the the triumvirate of chris Giannis blood is the breakfast yeah. club I, it was on winning six before gspn i remember oh but um i couldn't agree more though that it's the content i mean this is this is the event i mean obviously they made the big blood so for drew trade since then but largely outside of that, and especially the last two years, they're not blowing it up. They're not desperate to make, take some swing. Like they, they like their personnel. They keep adding to it. Guys keep developing further. I mean, we talked about in the last pod, there was like four guys you could put up for the most improved buck over the course of the season. Like that, that continuity and being additive instead of always thinking you need to swap out in this era of the NBA where look at the Suns. I mean, they – Obviously, we're in as good of a position, but they got desperate. They traded all the picks they had, and Mikhail Bridges, who looks great, and Cam Johnson really gutted the core that went to the finals and then led the league in wins for Kevin Durant. Again, they got KD. I'm not saying that's a bad move, but the continuity the Bucks have had over the last three seasons, I do agree entirely. That is what puts you in a position to say, we've been through it all. We know what to do. We have the pieces. Like We're just going to go win, and that's all they've been doing lately. I mean – what are they now? They're like twenty-two and two in their last twenty-four or something now, or something ridiculous. Yep, something like that. They just keep winning. They yep. just keep winning time, and I think that's a perfect way to wrap this episode yeah. up. Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on GSPN and Blue Wire Podcast. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to this podcast platform of choice, or you're watching it on YouTube. Check out GSPN.info for all of our links for all of our podcasts here on GSPN, as well as our Substack. Uh, playback discord uh, merch whatever you need it's all at gspn.info make sure you check that out make sure you leave a five-star rating on your podcast platform of choice five stars uh pod random and we will talk to you next time everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.